Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Proudly Canadian and making Canada proud. This is The Roy Green Show. You can send emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. I'm on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. And uh, at RoyGreenShow.com on the webpage, you can download anything that we air and listen back as you choose in the podcasts. So while the Conservative Party, the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, has its own challenges and messy situation to resolve, and they will, And my sense is they will very quickly jettison Patrick Brown from the leadership race. And this won't be over, but that's what the party's response will be. And we'll talk to Caroline Mulroney before the end of the hour. While they have their own problems, the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario has its problems. A former liberal cabinet minister is accused of sexually assaulting a staff member. The premier's office stated uh, yesterday that they were unaware of the case. The lawyer representing the woman in question is John Nunziata himself, a former federal member of parliament, and he joins me on uh, the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. John, thank you very much for for the time. And from your years in parliament, do accusations of sexual misconduct by MPs, cabinet ministers, even provincial members of legislatures, does that surprise you at all? No, not at all. Um... It's a whole new world, Roy, um, with social media, with a change in uh, values um, that has occurred over the last number of years. Um, There is a silver lining to all of this, and that is um, young women like my daughter, she's 23 years old, will not have to subject themselves to any of the behavior that was accepted in years gone by. You know, John, I uh, I spoke... Very little was done about it. Yeah. I spoke with a lawyer, just as you were saying that, I remembered speaking with a lawyer in Toronto maybe three years ago, two or three years ago, and he'd written a piece, an op-ed piece, in one of the city's newspapers, in which he had stated that it has been his practice, as it was for many lawyers who handled sexual assault complaints from women who came into their offices, their advice was drop it and walk away. And the advice was given because they said to the women, when you go to court, it is going to be he said, she said, and it's going to be nasty, and you'll be identified, and that will never, ever be something that you can just make disappear. So probably better for you to just walk away from it unless you have definitive proof of what took place, and it's not a he said, she said. He said he was changing his view after walked after walking into his little daughter's bedroom, two or three year old daughter, and said, "I never want her to go through that." So I'm contrasting what I was told just a couple of years ago was fairly routine for lawyers to say, "Don't go to court because it'll be he said, she said, and it's going to be something that's going to be following you through life as well." To what's happening today, where women are with determination stepping forward and saying, "This is what happened to me." This is what happened to me a number of years ago, 
And perhaps they're being so adamant now because they might have been told when they first stepped forward, don't do it. Yes, uh, and I think it's a good thing. Uh, but there are still a lot of women, uh, victims, uh, whether they be male or, or female, that are not coming forward because uh, of how difficult it is to um, to come forward and, and make allegations. Uh, the criminal justice system does not move quickly. It's not always fair. And it's very difficult when you're a victim. And at the end of the day... Um, the person's either convicted or acquitted. We have a presumption of innocence. You have to be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. So it is a, a pretty high standard. There is also the civil court that is available to women and men who have been sexually abused. There is a, a cause of action for civil um, sexual assault. Uh, but in either case, it's still very difficult um, emotionally for complainants to come forward. Um, what's missing at Queen's Park today and in Ottawa and other jurisdictions is a, 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 it's a process, an independent process that people are aware of. Uh, the Premier, with regard to the case I'm involved in now, said that there is a process, but no one seems to know what the process is and certainly wasn't uh, my client wasn't advised what the process is, so now I'm in consultation with the Premier's lawyer to come up with a process that will be fair and independent. And I'm suggesting that the Integrity Commissioner, who currently is a former Associate Chief Justice, that uh, that office handled these types of complaints. I spoke to the Integrity Commissioner yesterday, and he's not sure that he has the legislative mandate to take on these matters. And when I spoke to the lawyer for the Premier, Jack Siegel, uh, I suggested to him that perhaps the government should give him his office, the legislative mandate. I'm sure both opposition leaders would agree, and I'm reaching out to them to get their agreement so they could pass legislation and regulations in a day to accommodate or to deal with this matter. The Premier's lawyer is suggesting a workplace um, investigator, in other words, bringing in a lawyer to investigate, but there's no entrenched or legislated mandate for that. And um, I think victims would be more comfortable going before an organization or a body that can keep the process confidential mm -hmm. and that they will be assured that they will be given a fair hearing. And at the end of the day, recommendations can be made, uh, conclusions can be drawn. And what's, what's important is that there would be due process, uh, something that was denied Patrick Brown, uh, with regard to my client, uh, she believes very strongly in due process. So, uh, John, let me ask you this. What is your client alleging, and is the minister, the, the, the person who is either still a minister or was a minister, is that person still in government, and is that person still in cabinet? No. It's, uh, it involves a former cabinet minister, a former MPP, um, but... 
and my client immediately reported it to the uh, legislative uh, at Queen's Park, the uh, Independent uh, Human Resources Department. And not surprisingly, they referred her back to the Liberal Caucus um, Services Bureau, which is the partisan group that deals with the Liberal Caucus. What year would that have been, John? About 10 years ago. Okay. And she dealt with it. She filed the complaint. She was interviewed by people. Uh, notes were taken. Surprisingly, the notes appear to have been disappeared now. The records have disappeared. And by the time she got back to her office, she received a call from the premier's office to say, pack your things. You are no longer working for that MPP. And which premier was that now? At the time, uh, I can't give any further details at okay. this point. Okay. I understand but, uh, that there's limits to what you can share re- with me. She was reassigned, mm-hmm. uh, and and then you know, for a by-election that was going on at the time, and then after that they said, we have no more work for you, and she became unemployed, which is tantamount to constructive dismissal. And uh, over the past 10 years, uh, it's been very difficult for her. So what do you expect and, is going to happen now? We have about a minute left, John. Well, she's what? not, see, she is not, uh, she has options. I put all the options forward to her. Rather than saying, uh, advising her not to go to the local police station, I said, from what you've told me, a criminal assault took place. This is one option open to you. You also have the option to bring civil action. She doesn't, today, Roy, there's several courts you can go to. There's the um, criminal court, there's the civil court, and there's the court of public opinion. And that latter court seems to be what's happening a lot these days, and it puts pressure on elected officials and others. So what she's hoping for, what her legacy could be, is that a process is set up, something that I've suggested, for example, the integrity commissioner, so all victims will know uh, that they can come forward, and, and those that were responsible for uh, sexual misconduct and other forms of harassment could be held accountable. Yeah. It is necessary for, for a process to be in place that is effective, that is quick at getting going, and providing support to the people who require the support and not have them meandering around in a system they already mistrust. John, it's great talking to you again. Thank you for taking the time to uh, share as much information with us as you could about the case. My pleasure, Roy. You take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. John Nunziata, former Liberal Member of Parliament, of course, lawyer, uh, sharing what he can because he can't tell us everything that's going on. There's the client privilege, but uh, sharing with us what he can about the case with the former employee of a cabinet minister who she alleges was guilty of sexual assault. It's the old days, not so far away, not so long ago, though, right, where she got fired. She spoke up. She wanted help, and they fired her. That's one of the reasons that women are nervous or unsure about stepping forward. When we come back, we expect to be joined by a candidate for the leadership of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario. Carolyn Mulrooney will be with us. Stay with us.